This is Emerging Daily with Charlton Scott Fisher. Scott is the founder and leader of Emerge Nashville, a spiritual refuge that's an evolving ministry expressing radical grace every day. Emerge is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift and to learn more about Emerge, visit EmergeNashville.org or email EmergeNashville at gmail.com. We hope this program will help you to emerge as pure gold and to steer you to put love into action. I want to welcome you to this edition of Emerging Daily. I am Scott Fisher, and on this edition of our podcast, I want to make a personal plea to those of you who may be listening who are not committed to a church home or some other spiritual group that would um, in some way prohibit you or inhibit you from becoming a part of a new move. I do not by any means want to present myself as someone who knows it all. Quite the contrary, I present myself as someone who is more than willing to admit that I do not know it all, but I am pressing on to know as much as I can know. I do not pretend to have arrived or to be at some great spiritual place that is high and set apart from anyone else. If you think by some way you could be helped and blessed and encouraged by someone who knows what it is to fail, knows what it is to fall, and knows what it is for everyone around you to condemn you and tell you just to stay down and go ahead and be down and out for the count, but refuse to stay down and amidst all the cries against you, reached for the ropes and reached for the hand of God and against all odds stood back up and said, no, I am not going to be defeated utterly. If you think that you could be blessed by someone like that, then I would ask you to consider becoming a part of Emerge Nashville because Emerge is not just another church or just another group. And if you've been listening to any of these previous podcast episodes, you know that I'm not preaching just another message or teaching just another doctrine. The main focus of anything that I teach or preach is love. It's love for God, love for spirit, and love for one another. And that was the heart of Jesus' message. That was the heart of Paul's message. That's the heart of the Sufi message, if you're in Islam. That's the heart of the teaching of Kabbalah, if you are a Jew, or even if you're not a Jew, even if you're not a Muslim. You don't have to be a Muslim to be a Sufi. You don't have to be a natural-born Jew to be a Kabbalist. And you do not have to be a Christian to be a part of Emerge. I grew up in the church. I grew up, you know, if you've been listening, then you know a little bit of my story. But I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. I knew from the age, or I believed, that I had heard within my heart from the age of seven years old that my purpose in life was to be a minister, to teach and to preach. And so my life 
was focused in that direction. There's times that I've stepped away from that path, but nevertheless, I've always come back to it and, and focused on it. There were times when I was what's referred to as bivocational. That is when a minister has a secular job and is also involved in ministry. And for most of my life, that was where I was. That's what. I, that's how I earned my living was my secular job. How I served my God and the people was my heart's job. That was what my purpose was. And I firmly believe that ultimately our main job, if you want to call work a job, everyone should be following their heart and should be doing what's in their heart to do. You know, chasing around in the hamster wheel all of our life doesn't really accomplish anything, does it? We may have a family, we may have children and find ourselves in a place in life where we have to be on that hamster wheel. Or you may just be single and still find the necessity to get on that wheel to be able to even survive in society today. And it's a shame, but that's our reality right now. But I'm, I'm reaching out to those who are hurting. If you're hurting, I'm here to tell you that you are loved. You're loved by a God who is love. The spirit that the force that created the universe did so because it wanted to share love with you. Now just think about that. There was no reason for you to be here other than the fact that the Creator, that force of life, is a force of love that needed to express that love and had to have a vessel to receive that love, and so you were created. And I'm here to tell you that you will never find fulfillment in your life until you become a willing vessel of that love, to receive that love willingly and openly, but not only for yourself, but in order that you can bestow that love on others. You will never find fulfillment in your life until you get to that point. And I would love to go with you on that journey, to help lead you on that journey, not as someone who has already gotten there himself necessarily, but as someone who sees the destination and is trying to bring others with him to that destination. I have seen love, and I know that we can get there. We can be that. You know, Moses was never able to enter into the promised land, but he was shown it on a mountain. Joshua led the people into the promised land, but not as someone who had never been to the promised land. He was one of the spies that crossed over and had gone into the promised land and said, hey, it's not an easy journey. It's not going to be easy, but we can do it. And I'm telling you, the promised land is not something out yonder that we can see with our physical eyes, and it's not somewhere we're going after we depart from this physical body. The promised land is within us, and it's the kingdom of God that Jesus said is within. And the way to enter into that is to cross Jordan. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to cross Jordan? It means to die to ourselves, to that old nature, that old man, and begin to keep pressing even beyond that. Because even after we cross this Jordan, even after we cross that death to self, death to my goals, my ambitions, my wants, there's still the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Jebusites and all these other ites that we must encounter before 
we really take possession of the land. So first there is a decision that yes, we can be who and what we were destined and created to be. We can fulfill our purpose. We can, but we have to believe that we can and we have to press in that direction. We have to take that step of faith. We have to begin to reach out in love to the people that do not show us love. And even when they're criticizing us, even when they're condemning us, even when they're telling us that they do not wish to fellowship with us, or they don't want us in the family, they don't want us at their parties, they don't want us here or there, doesn't matter. Because we know what is in us, who is in us, and who we are. And who is that? We are children of God. And that's not a haughty thing to say. And that's and we're not saying that. And I'm not saying that from the standpoint of, well, I'm a child of God, but you're not. I'm not saying that. Or that I'm a child of God and they're not. I'm not saying that. But I am saying I realize that I am a child of God. And I realize that God is in me. Just as much as he was ever in Jesus, just as much as he was ever in Moses or Joshua, just as much as he was in Paul, just as as much as he was in Muhammad, just as much as in Buddha or Krishna or anyone else. God is in me and God is in you to that same degree. But now it can only be realized in our lives as we surrender to it, press into it, and allow it to become the ruler and the king of our life. When the children of Israel, when they crossed the River Jordan, Joshua was instructed to tell the people, to tell the men, to circumcise themselves again. Now, they had been circumcised previously. You know, they're, they're circumcised when they are born. But here he's saying, do it again. What was the purpose of circumcision? Did it have anything really to do with the cutting away of the physical flesh? No, not really. Now, there, there are health reasons for doing so. There are reasons for it in the flesh, in the physical flesh. But the main purpose of it in in the scripture is symbolic. And the symbolism behind that is in how it's done in the flesh. The the physical flesh and blood expression of that expresses the spiritual symbolism behind it. Now what happens during the circumcision? The skin that is covering the head, that skin is cut away so that the head may be revealed. And so within us, in our heart, spiritually, the flesh, that part of us, and I'm not talking about physical flesh, I'm talking about that the, the earthly nature, the carnal nature, and the word carnal means flesh, but it's the, the, the nature, uh, in other places, it's referred to as the beast nature. That part of us that is of this world must be cut away in our hearts, in our minds, in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our attitudes, in our beliefs, and all of those things that it says at the heart of us, and it must be cut away. Why? So that the head can be revealed. What is the head? The head is Christ. The head is that spark of God that's within each one of us. It's that part of us that came from God so that that which is God within us 
can be revealed, can be seen. And so I'm asking you again, if you have a desire to know God more fully, I would ask you to join me on this journey. If you are someone who is hurting and needs to experience love, I would say to you, please join me on this journey. If you are someone who is somewhat satisfied with where you are, but you would like to help others and to express your heart of love to other people, I would ask you to join me on this journey because we grow more, even if we think we're satisfied with where we are, as we reach out to others, we can't help but grow. As we reach out in love to others, we can't help but to be expanded. So I'm asking you, this is a short episode today, but I just wanted to make a a personal plea to you to consider being a part of this journey. I do not have everything mapped out, and I'm not going to be someone who tries to lord it over you or anyone. I'm looking for friends and partners to accompany me on a journey, a journey of love, a journey of truth into the heart of God to express the heart of God. So please consider, look at our webpage. It's EmergeNashville.org. When you get there, you will find that there is uh, a section called the About section. And in that section, there are pages that express the purpose of Emerge, the mission and vision of Emerge, the values that have been set forth for this ministry, the values that we will stand on, You will not find there a rigid, concrete set of beliefs that are just etched in stone because I firmly hold to the truth that what we believe should be based upon our knowledge and understanding of God. And if that's true, as we press on to know the Lord, to know God, to know Spirit, then what we believe must be subject and must be pliable enough to adapt to our understanding and knowledge of God and of each other and of life and of love, which is God. Now, you will find there things that that we hold to the degree that we understand God, to the degree that we understand the love walk. And you will find there uh, some other things. You will find there a little bit more information about me. Everything about me is not going to be there because you just, you know, each one of us is a book. But there are some things there. There's some uh, statements by other people who have been instrumental in my life and who were willing to say a few kind words about me. And I'm sure if you asked around, you could find some people that could say some really hateful things about me. And it's true of all of us. But again, just please pray about it. Pray about where you are on your journey. You may not feel drawn to be a part of this, and that's fine. You know, there are some cells in our physical body that are there for the purpose of helping digestion. There are some there that are, their their purpose is 
to help protect our toes and so they form and grow in, into a toenail. There are some cells in our body that group together and form our liver. Your purpose may not be to be a part of this and that's fine, but find your part. Fulfill your part as, as much as you know how and, and even beyond that because let's all try to seek to know more of God, of spirit, of love. Let's seek to know each other more. Let's seek to be empathetic, not sympathetic, but empathetic of each other, of where we've been, where we are, and where we hope to be. But please pray about it, because you may, should be a part of this. If you are a musician, if you are a singer, if you're a songwriter, we need you, because I I really believe that praise and worship are vital to helping, um, to helping us experience God in a, in a corporate setting together with each other. I believe it's important. And I'm going to tell you, I've, I've broken down like a baby and cried just like a baby during praise and worship at times because the presence of God just over overcome me. There's times when I've just felt so happy and so joyful that I just jumped and shouted and, and clapped and hollered. And there were times when I just stood there quietly with my hands in my pockets and my eyes closed and just basked in the presence of other people who loved one another and loved God. And I just stood there quietly and enjoyed the peace that that brought, being in that atmosphere. So I believe that praise and worship is is vital. And it it helps even in meditation. Our praise and worship, I intend and believe that it should be very intense, very intimate. So if you are a musician, if you are a singer or a songwriter, whether or not you've had any experience on a praise and worship team or whether you've had any experience leading praise and worship is, is, is irrelevant. If you have a heart that wants to worship God and if you are able to play an instrument, if you have been gifted with a, with a voice, if you are gifted as a songwriter, touch base with us because we need you. Our email is EmergeNashville at gmail.com. Right now, we do not have any set place to have worship and teaching times, but, but we are looking. There's some opportunities that are there, but I really want to find places that people feel comfortable. They don't feel as though that they are that they have to come in and act a certain way because, you know, as I said before, I grew up in church and I know, well, when you, once you come into that building, you think you've got to act a certain way and talk a certain way and be a certain way. And I don't want that. I want us to be able to all just be ourselves, be who we are. Don't try to act like we're something we're not or pretend to be something we're not. We can just come in there and fellowship with each other enjoy each other's company and enjoy the presence of God and maybe learn a little and not that I know it all as I said but when I'm teaching and I'm standing and and speaking I even before I get to that place I consciously try to enter into the presence of God in a conscious way and when I'm speaking or teaching or, or preaching from to a group or whatever, I don't always do it on this podcast, but when I'm doing that, I will get into a place. I don't know how to explain it, but I get into a place and into a state. I don't even realize what I'm saying, and I have to go back and listen to the recording because there are things that are said that I don't even know beforehand 
that I'm going to say it, and I don't even know when I'm saying it, exactly what I'm saying, because I just get into that place in the spirit where there's a flow that begins, and I learn just as much as anybody else. So it's not from me, but I am a willing vessel, and that is important. And all of us aren't called to do that. All of us are not called to teach or preach. All of us are not called to sing. But each one of us does have a part to play. So pray about it. Pray about where you should be in your spiritual walk. And if it is at all possible for you to be a part of this, I would ask you to please do. Please contact us. And let's, let's experience God together. Let's grow in God together. And let's grow in love. Because that's what's going to change the world. It's not telling everybody that they're going to hell. It's not arguing over doctrine. Although sometimes it's important to hold up a standard, and that standard is love. And that standard is that love and compassion that Jesus expressed in his ministry. And so there are times, and you you know, if you listen to some of the previous episodes of the podcast, then you know that there are times when I just flat out have to say this is right and this is wrong and if you are preaching something that is um, obviously not coming from love well I'm going to stand against it but pray about being a part of this you know I have I have seen people who are hurt by the religious system I've met them I've, I've, I've been friends with them I know that this religious system has hurt people immensely and if you are one of those, I'm here to tell you that is not the heart of God. And and I'm here to reach out to you and tell you I know that Spirit loves you. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you were stirred to... Put love into action. Feel free to send your questions or comments to EmergeNashville at gmail.com and please consider donating on our website, EmergeNashville.org or write to Emerge P.O. Box 3242, Lebanon, Tennessee 37088.